to start with a process and a plan. If, if we can just get into our mindset, see where we want to be in a year, things can become a little more realistic. As hard as it is to accept that, because we do want those results tomorrow, it's not going to be there in two weeks, but you're going to be closer than you were two weeks ago. And so it's really just trying to get people's thoughts put into action. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hello, everyone. It's so good to have you here with us this week. Um, today, we have a dear friend of mine, and I just want to give you a little intro. Um, a few years ago, I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer, and even though I wasn't sure if I was fit enough or even met the criteria. All I knew is that I wanted to help people find balance with food, fitness, and make it fun through lifelong habits. So I got the courage and applied to a local gym. I started holding nutrition classes and then I took on clients myself as a personal trainer and a dietitian. It was the best of both worlds. And to be honest, I was a little leery on how other trainers would take to me. And let's just say I have found some of the best friends that are the personal trainers at the gym. You have heard from a couple of them. My friend Annette in episode five, Shelly in episode 25, and now you'll be hearing from certified personal trainer, Dana Rounds. Today, Dana shares with us how she helps her clients start with a process and a plan to make fitness a habit. She shares her personal fitness goals on what keeps her to show up and how to implement this mindset when working with her clients. She is a person that you just want to be around, even if it's 5 a.m. in the morning. She sees you, and her caring heart is what keeps her clients coming back. We have lots of laughs in this conversation, and she shares so many good tidbits, and it's just good to hear to solidify your why to healthy living. Join us for this conversation. Okay, well, it's always a great opportunity to use my podcast to catch up with good friends like you, Dana. Hey, <laughs> so excited to talk to you. Um, how about you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do? All right. Well, my name is Dana Rounds, and I have Dana Rounds Fitness. Um, I'm an ACE certified personal trainer. Um, with a specialty in functional movement and senior fitness. Um, I like to work with people of all ages, but I especially like to work with those who are actually very uncomfortable. One, walking into a gym. Um, two, not knowing what to do. Or three, those that just hurt every time they exercise and get them to the point where they can really feel good when they leave a gym, whether it's through confidence, whether it's through the way their body moves, um, or whether it's just the way they actually go about their day too. So all about building confidence, self-assurance, 
and getting them their their goals that they really are are striving to reach. So I've been at it, gosh, since 2011. Um, I, my actual career where I first started was back in 1994. I'm actually a dental hygienist as well. I've always been very active. I've been very high in prevention. You know, when you talk about dental hygiene and the oral cavity, it's all about prevention. And I've just taken, taken, um, fitness into that same kind of mentality or format. You know, we are not just going out to get a perfect physique of whatever that physique may be for somebody. It's actually, in my case, just preventing diseases from occurring. And that all starts with just movement and health in general. So I really took a liking to helping people back in about 2011. That's really when I started my whole career as um, at first I started group fitness and then I went on to go into personal training and that is definitely where my love and passion is working with them one-on-one and establishing and helping them get to reach their goals so yeah that's kind of my background very cool I did not know that previous yeah work yeah position yeah still do practice as a dental hygienist as well but most of my time a lot of my time is spent with personal training which I absolutely love have you always been active and has exercise kind of been a priority for you? Yeah. Uh, exercise has always been a priority for me. It is, I would say for many people, it can become your therapy (laughs) and it does not have to be an hour in a gym. It doesn't have to be two hours in a gym. It just has to be some form of movement. And I can honestly say when you just get yourself into that routine, you and crave is not the word, but you need it. And, and that's, you know, obviously we all have our setbacks or time that we take off, you know, a week or so, but you start to miss it. And whatever form of exercise it is, you, you start to really want to strive for that. And for me, it's always been my goal to at some point, play six on six basketball again and so when we work and when I train that is my end goal and so by the time you reach 50 you can play six on six basketball again in what they call the Grammy League and so I am just a few months from that Grammy League and yes that is what has kept me staying active and and just wanting to go about and and get going you know and stay active I love it. I have never heard of such a thing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has been around for, I think, a while now. And I was just looking at it the other day because I actually have been trying to get my team put together. But obviously with COVID, I think it has been postponed for a short time. So we'll see. I might have to wait till I'm 51 <laughs> instead of 50 to start a team. I don't know. <laughs> Or I might wait till I'm 70. Who knows? But at least that is my end goal. And I'm trusting my process of staying active that I'll be able to do that someday. So, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, look for those short-term goals. What's getting you out of bed in the morning? What's making you keep showing up in the morning? You know, that's half the battle. If you don't know what you're striving for short-term and long-term, you're going to get sidetracked in between. 
And if you keep that focus, it'll help you get to those when you have a hard day of waking up and saying, yep, I'm getting there. I'm showing up today. May not be your best workout, but you showed up today. Driving in that consistency for your clients, how do you start them getting in a process? If someone is not into a exercise routine, what are the steps you take with your clients? Yep. We start small. You know, I ask them, where do they see themselves in six days? Where do they see themselves in six months? Where do you see yourself in six years? And I get them thinking short term and I get them thinking long term. And we start out, you know, if there, if it's take, for instance, somebody who has not done anything for months for years, we start out small. I ask him, can you give me two days, two 30 minutes twice a week, you know? And so then they start to feel that, oh yeah, I can do 30 minutes. This isn't a big deal twice a week. Oh yeah, I can do 30 minutes three times a week. You know, you have to start with a process and a plan. And results, unfortunately, for all of us, aren't going to come in two weeks. You know, the saying is it takes 66 days to um, change a behavior, create a habit, and it takes 100 days to feel that change. And a lot is, is true to that. You know, if, if we can just get into our mindset, see where we want to be in a year, things can become a little more realistic. As hard as it is to accept that, because we do want those results tomorrow, we do want to drop that whatever weight it may be or whatever bicep or tricep you want to see, it's not going to be there in two weeks, but you're going to be closer than you were two weeks ago. And so it's really just trying to get people's thoughts put into action. And then those actions become habits and those habits become your daily life. And um, it's just, yeah, helping people realize that that's, that's, that's where you need to go with this. And um, if you're not seeing it in two weeks, hold tight because you might see it in three weeks. And if you're not seeing it in three weeks, hold tight. <laughs> Keep showing up. Keep, you know, trusting the process and and you'll get there. And then all of a sudden it won't feel like work. Right. Right. <laughs> and it may not be a physical change, but it could totally be a mental change, internal change of how you feel within your body where they they may see that at a quicker rate. We're so used to having things quick, you know, fast food yeah. and everything. We Amazon, like it's, it's instant. Oh, yeah. So how do you help people with that process and just being patient? And just being patient, you know, um, yeah, that's a good question because everybody is so different. I mean, we know some that do have patience and, and I will say, you know, a lot of my clients are, um, 60 and older, and they are truly looking just to wake up in the morning and move and do their everyday functional movements from getting a container out of the bottom drawer. You know, some of those things that hurts for somebody. And when you can restore that, it makes a world of difference. Um, for maybe a younger client who had knee problems because they were doing their lunge incorrectly, 
you know, as soon as you start correcting some of those forms, it will make somebody want to do more. It'll make you want to challenge yourself even more. Um, my saying is always give 1% more than you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you had a bad day and you maybe didn't get that workout in that you had planned or you said you were going to do, then by golly, tomorrow you wake up. And if you still don't feel like getting that training in or that 30 minute workout in, then you go down and you stretch for 10 minutes. And that was 1% better than you did yesterday, but you didn't fall off the wagon. You didn't fall off the track. So I think, you know, a lot of times it's just getting people to write down what they want to do. It is having a plan. It can be a sticky note for somebody, you know, where am I going to fit in my 20 minutes? What am I going to do? I only have 20 minutes today because I have to take the kids here or I have this or I can't do that. You don't need equipment to get 20 minutes in. You don't need equipment to get 10 minutes in. And you don't have to do it all in that little time frame. And so it's just, I think for me, it's helping people see that you can get in whatever you schedule, whatever you write down, whatever you plan. And so just getting them to really write it down, as corny as that sounds, but really you write it down on a sticky note, you're not going to forget that milk at the grocery store. But you know what? You are not going to forget those 10 squats every 10 minutes for four hours while you're sitting at the desk working and getting them to realize those little things will make up and really get you those big results. So, yeah. So what type of exercises do you like to include for your clients? Um, is it more functional? Is it more strength? Is it cardio or a mix? Uh, what do you tend to gravitate towards? Yep. You know, I always start out my clients, um, young and old, just with some functional movement and the basic functional movement. Um, and then we work into strength, whether you're using weights, whether you're using um, PRX. Um, I feel if you provide a variety for your clients, they're going to keep coming back. And they usually do keep coming back. And, you know, as we were discussing earlier, you know, we feel like sometimes personal training, it's not losing its flow, but people, you know, like to get into the group X and nothing wrong with group X because I teach group X and I teach cycling, but there is something personal about personal training. When I have a client that comes in and says, Dana, I don't know what I did yesterday. I bent over. I did this. Now I have this. We work through those imbalances. And so depending on the client, you work through those imbalances. You tell me you have a sore knee, we're going to come down to it because there is a muscle imbalance somewhere, whether it's a tight hamstring, whether it's a tight quad. So, yeah. So we work a lot with the strength. I do love to train people and understanding your RPE, your rate of perceived exertion. That way then they can get into, okay, this is where my heart rate is without having a heart rate monitor. Because mind you, I work with a lot of 60 and older. We're not, and I say we because I'm not a techie person myself. We're not a tech, you know, that's not a techie generation. And so they go off of the way they actually feel. And so, yeah, we work a lot with even just cardio training, 
um, hit training. It's kind of a whatever the client's goals and what they're trying to perceive and look for. But a lot of it is strength, proper form, and much, much functional movement. So, yeah. I love that. And I last week I did a podcast on having that strength training kind of almost being the fountain of youth. If you keep it going, it can make those daily activities just keep on going throughout the process as we age. And I feel sometimes people are afraid to do strength training. And, you know, the, the, the common thing that you see, especially walking into a gym, is people look at the machines. You know, they look at the big squat rack and they're like, oh yeah, today I'm going to, I'm going to go do some curls. I'm going to go do this. Nope. I'm just going to get on the treadmill because that that's easy. I know that. I know that. And not that that's bad, but it's amazing. You know, when you read a lot of the studies and um, research out there, you know, to prevent like osteoporosis, to pre- prevent your diseases like diabetes and and things like those inflammatory diseases. That's the word I'm looking for. They all say at least a couple of days of strength training. And I tell you, when you start getting into where you're just doing strength training, you will actually love working out more than you ever have before. Because I think for a lot of people, they think, okay, gosh, I got to get on the treadmill and I got to run and I got to get my heart rate and my face has to turn red, and I have to sweat, and then I'm going to hurt for two days, and I'm going to be so tired the next day, and my body's going to be sore, and my back's going to hurt. And so, yeah, so I feel like strength training has definitely become more of a norm, you know, that used to be like you strength train if you wanted to be a bodybuilder, and not so much anymore, not so much at all. And that strength training can really get that heart rate up too. There are times when I'm like dying, sweating, and I'm thinking, I haven't even done my cardio yet. And sometimes I I don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're working your back squats or. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, it's fun. I love it. I love everything about training, introducing people to things that they never thought that they could do. You know, that's, I think, the pure joy in, in training people. Well, and you're not, when people think personal trainer too, sometimes they think kind of hardcore, hit it. I mean, thinking of like biggest yeah. loser type, but you're definitely not that. You build the relationships with your clients. Um, could you share maybe a client testimonial or a story about um, working yeah. with someone? Yeah, Absolutely. So I have been working with a gentleman, oh gosh, I'm probably going on four years now, three and a half years, and um, tall gentleman has had two knee replacements. At the time I started working with him, he was 69, had two knee replacements, a hip replacement, um, uses a cane. He came to me because he just wanted to move better. And when I say move better, it was not only just walking better, but actually moving his arms better. He didn't have much rotation in his scapulas. Um, he slouched over quite a bit. So we've worked a lot on posture. He was never able to take a belt and run it through the back of his pants, nor was he able to fix the collar in the back of his neck. 
And after about, I would say eight months, six, yeah, probably more like six months, he said to me one day, he said, Dana, look what I can actually do. And he raised his arm and fixed his collar. And he was so ecstatic. And so when we talk about our functional movement, when you restore somebody's ability to do something on their own, it like makes your heart just melt. I mean, just melt. And so those are the things, you know, when I work with my clients, those are the things that I'm looking at restoring. And you know, I have a lot of clients who love to be in their garden. And, you know, they say to me, I haven't been able to pick up a pot and move it in the middle of a season. And I couldn't tell you how many years. And I just had one three weeks ago. She said, I moved my pot so I could put a mum in it for the fall. And it's the first time I've been able to pick it up. And I use my legs like I do when I squat. And I said, that is fabulous. So, yeah. So those are the stories you like to hear. And um, and the difference that, that you truly make. And like I said, when somebody loses their everyday movement, those are the ones that you really want to get restored and, and be helpful with. So, yeah. It's prevention. And sometimes prevention. that gets lost. It's always treatment, treatment. But here we yeah. are in the field of prevention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the way I look at things, you know, I'm going to prevent you from falling. We're going to build that core. And I'm not talking, giving you a six pack because as you know, being my awesome dietitian, it happens in the kitchen to get that six pack. And, but we are going to help support those, you know, muscles of the spine and keep you from falling. Or in the event that you do fall, you're capable of, you know, not catching yourself, but having less of a fall. So, yeah, you're right. And not just, you know, obviously for the older population that you work with, but also it's so important, even I just turned 40, um, making those strength training to make sure all the balances are working right in. Because I swear every year something hurts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I know. For sure. Um, You talk about functional training and functional exercises. Explain what that is. Or give some examples. So, yeah. So when we talk about functional training and functional exercises, you're talking about your push, your pull, your squat, your lunge, and your rotation. And when you can keep those five movements in, when I talk about push, I'm talking about pushing a door open or pushing yourself up off the ground. When I'm talking about pull, I'm talking about maybe getting yourself, pulling yourself up out of a chair. Um, Squatting down could be anything from sitting in a chair to getting in your car. Um, A lunge, that is just moving side to side. If you need to reach over into a cabinet or reach across, um, say, in your bathroom to grab something, that's a lunge. And obviously, rotation, that's in through your oblique. So if you're driving... How many people do we know that are driving and they cannot turn their head nor can they rotate through their obliques or their trunk to see if a car is coming behind them? And so, like I said, when you take away those five functional movements and be lost, you know, we take those for granted because as we're younger, those are very, very easy. And that when we don't use a muscle, you lose that muscle. 
And that's what happens to a lot of people. And, you know, and some people, we, we get excited. Yep, I'm going to go all four. I'm going to do this. And we go to that fitness class. And all of a sudden, we're doing something not with good form. And, oh, I just pulled something. Now I'm back to plan A. And so really, going back to personal, personal training is for you and for you only. And, you know, doing assessments, looking at imbalances and, um, and going from there to make your movement more pleasurable for you. Like I can actually walk, I can actually bend down, I can actually pick up something and use my legs rather than leaning over and straining my back. Yes, not hitting yeah. any of those hiccups throughout your daily activities, whether you're 30, yeah. 50, or 70. <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely. carry it on. I love it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, do those fun things <laughs> when you're older. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? Right. Uh, right. So, what do you love about your profession? Um, You know, like, it, like I was saying earlier, you know, just watching people develop a sense of confidence in themselves. You know, what we don't know, sometimes we stay away from. And a lot of people maybe don't know the correct way of doing a squat or the correct way of doing a curl. Um, and so when you teach those people, and I, it, especially when I'm at a gym, when I'm at my home studio or I'm in somebody's house, it's a totally different thing. They have so much confidence because it's just them. But when I'm training somebody at, a, at the gym, you know, you, you sense their insecurity, you know, like, oh my gosh, I mean, even coming up the steps. And I'm always telling people, you know, that saying, you dance like no one's watching. I said, you come in this gym and you work out like no one's watching. Because what you're feeling is what a lot of other people in here are feeling. And so if you just, like I said, getting them to the point, you know, I will always want them to want me, you know, to be their trainer. I never want to see somebody to go. But if I can get somebody to that point where they're not training with me three days a week, they just want to train with me one day a week and get a plan because they're confident enough and they've heard my voice in their head enough to say, okay, yeah, she says hinge. She said this. Okay, now I know how and what I'm doing. And I'm confident enough to go to go in there. So I think that's one of my biggest um, joys of what I do. Um, just getting people to be confident in who they are and what they look like and how they move and how they act and, um, and just restoring their function. I mean, restoring their movement. And when you can do that, oh my goodness, you really change someone's life. And it's worth every penny of it. So, yeah. So your days are filled with <clears throat> personal training and in-home, at the gym, and at classes yeah. even too? What classes do you teach? You know, um, I've given up a little bit. Or I've not given up. <laughs> I've cut back on Group um, X classes right now. I had done that for a while now and was just teaching cycling. Um, but I've since kind of given that up just shortly, I think. I know. Crazy. By the way, she is the best uh, cycling oh, instructor. Oh, my gosh. I've been I was... teaching for a while. And, you know, as a trainer, you make all these plans for everybody else. 
and you schedule, 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 because as I said, I am very hands-on. And um, so, yeah, so I pack my days with my people and I said, okay, one thing's got to go. And I'm like, I don't want my people to go. So I'll just put spin on the back burner for just a little bit. So I go in and sub when I can, but yeah, but yes, no, my days are filled with clients at home and at the gym and, um, FaceTime. I've done some on FaceTime and yeah, so it's been good. I go into people's houses too. I have a couple of, um, older clients that I go into their homes. They're more comfortable that way. And we just work a, a lot on the functional movement, which is just fabulous because they have come a long, long way. So yeah, it's been good. It's been good. You're breaking down the barriers and making them feel more comfortable, which then yep. gives them Absolutely. closer to their goals. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a very rewarding transition for sure. For sure. I would be able to get up at, what was it, like 4.30 in the morning just to come to yeah. Dana's class at 5.15 for spins. So. You did too, didn't you? I did. It was like, I knew, I felt like I was so popular there because I would see all my trainer friends and you were one of them like, hey, like bright and early in the morning. Now, if you see me at... Five o'clock in the evening, I am checked out. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh, my days, I'm a morning person, that's for sure. And then I'm transitioning to not so much of a morning person. No, I still am. But yeah, Great. you know, when you have teenagers, you're up a little bit later. <laughs> when they were little, you went to bed when they did so early. And now it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I bet. Like, are they okay? Are they here and there? Yeah, checking in on that. So, uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So where can people connect with you? You know, I think the easiest way to connect with me, because I'm not on Instagram and not, I'm not a big social media person. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, Dana Rounds Fitness. So I think that's probably the best way of connecting with me. Um, You know, send a message. I will check those, um, messages and definitely respond. Uh, my days are pretty busy, but I do, I do check those and, um, I don't post a whole lot out there. Like I said, I'm a little kind of an old soul, old school. I am very one-on-one and, um, I don't know, maybe that will change someday. Right. Hey, keep <laughs> doing a what little you're more doing. tech savvy, but this is where my joy comes from. And, um, and my passion. So it's been good. I think I actually saw your ribbon cutting a while ago. That's exciting. I was like, wait a minute. I know that gal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I became a member of the chamber. Um, So that's been a lot of fun. You know, I will say most of my clients have come from, from referrals, which, you know, as many people will know when you have a, a business, I mean, that is, the best way to get a new client and a new prospect is by word of mouth. And it just really means a lot when your clients have that much respect for you. You know, they have that much confidence in you that they're willing to share your name with somebody else. So it makes you 
makes you feel good. Right. Well, you're doing so, yeah. something right when you don't have to advertise and post. So I think that says a lot yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> you're staying yeah. really busy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's taken a while because I'm not out there all the time posting and advertising and stuff. But you know what? My client base are the ones that, oh, I just love them. I just love them. So, yeah, it's, it's been good. They keep showing up. You know, that's my motto. You just have to keep showing up. That's half the battle. And, you know, I will tell people when they walk in, I'm like, you're going to feel so much better in 45 minutes. I promise, you know, and I'm like, you have your battle is already won. You got here. And so, yeah. So when you start thinking about that, I mean, it's just like when we used to run, Stacey, you know, it was like half the battle was just showing up for that first mile. <laughs> I think you answered my final or one of my questions of what's your, your final message? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep showing up, showing up, you know, and, and know that, you know, I'm love to listen to and not necessarily motivational speeches or anything like that. Um, but Zig Ziglar caught me and I love his voice and I really like listening to him, but, and he wasn't talking about exercise in general, but he was talking about life in general. And, you know, his saying was lack of time is not the problem is the lack of direction, you know, and I often hear people say, well, I just can't get motivated. I just don't know how to stay motivated. And, you know, I tell people, I'm like, motivation is not the problem. You just don't have a plan. You don't have something written down. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, tell yourself what you want to accomplish in three days. Do I want to take one day and work out 30 minutes? You know, tell yourself what you want to accomplish in six days, in six months, in six years, you know, and you start writing those down and it's going to be that thing that you remember and that gets you going. And and don't be afraid, you know, if you have one of those days that you just do not feel like it and it is just not in your book, it's okay. But the next day, jump back on that train and start going because you'll, you'll feel so much better. And you don't need motivation. You just need a plan. You just need somebody to say, this is what you're doing today. And <laughs> Whether like you, you like it or not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, and someone uh, like you to to keep the accountability and to change yeah. things up and the yeah. education, the information on how to do the exercises properly and to make it fun. So, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's great. So, yeah. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. <laughs> and you keep showing up for your podcast. And I love it. Hey, I love it. I better put that on a sticky note, too. Keep showing up for my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes I'm like, who's listening? No, I'm kidding. No, I do have Lots some personal. I do have some some personal yeah. messages, and I'm like, oh, thank you. That means so much. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. So, so it yeah. does. Yay. Okay, makes we, you reassured to know. Yeah, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we need to hear it. <laughs> we need that encouragement, that accountability. That's so true. <laughs> So we'll oh, head into our closing questions. Uh, I'll start with the first one. If you were in a TV show, which one would you be in? I would be in the Goldbergs. Have you heard of the Goldbergs? Yes, I love the Goldbergs. It is like, it's so 
funny. It is so funny. It takes me back to my teenage years and, you know, it's the 80s. And Adam Goldberg is a kid that walks around with a video camera and videotapes, you know, or let me take you back. He did it when he was in school. So this TV show is based on a gold, Adam Goldberg's like real life. And oh my gosh, it is so funny. And we used to watch it all the time. And my kids would be like, mom, are you serious? Did they really have a Garfield phone? And I'm like, yes, they had a Garfield phone. I did not have one. My friends had one, you know. So it is. It's just so fun. It just takes you back to your teenage years and when life was fun and good and easy. We didn't think it was easy at the time, but right. simple. Simple. Yeah. I love seeing the, the styles or, you know, the products or games. It's just like a blast from the past. Yeah. It is. Yes. It is. Yes. It is. My kids would be like, you wore something like that? I'm like, absolutely. I fucking rolled my jeans. <laughs> I can show you how to do that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, great show. Uh, but I will not wear mom jeans right now. And they are back in style. I'm like, good Lord, girls. <laughs> right. you, you could do it. You'll get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite feel-good food? Oh, gosh. Um, it's going to be embarrassing. Uh, ice cream. <laughs> totally. I love ice cream. And, um, and I wouldn't say it's a feel-good food, but it's definitely one that, if I'm going to reward myself with something, it's going to be some ice cream. It's not going to be a huge, big Sunday by any means. It's going to be one soup on a sugar cone, and it is the best. Yeah. Do you have a special kind or a place that you like to go to? Oh, my gosh. You know, um, I love that it's called Churn. And Hy-Vee carries it. I don't know if it's a Hy-Vee brand or I what it is. Either. I just found this out to like a month ago and we are obsessed with that brand it as well. Is. So yeah, good. it does not. It's like really soft. Yes. So it doesn't like, you know, sometimes ice cream is stupid and it's like super hard. I hate that. But this stuff is so good. And it's the um, waffle cone, waffle cone Sunday, okay. I think is what it's called. It's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. We did. So, Brownie s'more was our favorite, but oh. I haven't tried yours. So, okay, I better yeah. go get that. Yes. It's good. Good pick. It's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Best or latest oh. book you've read? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is where I'm bad out. I do not read much. And when I do read, I usually pick up a medical journal <laughs> or a fitness journal hey. from Ace. And, you can share um, that, too. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's crazy because as a dental hygienist, you're always in continuing ed and you follow things and look at new things and read on new things and fitness is the same way. So when I do get free time, I will usually just pick up a journal and just read an article or, or whatnot. If I am on vacation, sometimes I'll take a book. Otherwise, I wish I was a big reader. The last book I did read um, parts of was Living with a Seal, the David um, Goggins book. Oh, my gosh. And that was pretty good. That man's an incredible person. He, uh, a businessman out in New York, hires him for one month 
to live with him and train him. And he has a very, very, <laughs> not rude awakening, but I think a life changing experience. And so, yeah, so it was, it was pretty good, but. Hey, give yourself some credit. Those journals usually get thrown in the recycling bin and at least you're catching yeah. up on them. So I yeah. count that as reading for sure. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> um, do you have any other things that you want to say? You covered so much great information and I will just say, Stacey, you are incredible. You know, I always say you have a voice of just such grace. It's so fun to listen to you. And it's just been an honor to be on your show oh. or your podcast. And I appreciate it. It's, yeah, really it, I'm producing my own show, my radio show, yeah. right? I mean, it is podcast show. It is Podcasts show. feel like that, don't they? Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is the first one I've ever done. And yeah. like I said, you are a breath of fresh air and great knowledge out there. And I've worked with you multiple times just in, you know, some things that we've done for other people and your knowledge is a joy. I mean, an absolute joy. So you're awesome. Thank you. I have made such good friends at the gym. I was always a little tentative to go in there. And now I'm just like, I love these people. Like they're just, and you are highlighted as one of them. So I'm glad we got to uh, connect again and catch up and all the above. Absolutely. It's been a joy. It's been awesome. So share this with your clients and your friends. And um, it's also a great, like I use it as kind of like a resource library sometimes too Uh of, oh, you have trouble with this. Go to this podcast and uh, just kind of make those connections for it because you can put it in your ear and you're off. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Okay, well, oh. thanks again so much. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. And uh, great to catch up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a wonderful conversation with Dana. Um, I want to hear from you. What is your favorite takeaway from this episode? I loved how she highlighted on thinking about your goals and where you want to be at in six days or even six months. She instills those good, positive voices in our heads, and it's a good way to reboot, restart our fitness goals, and just keep showing up, as she says. This was so much fun, and I thank you so much for joining me today on the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I told my daughter I was doing a podcast. She goes, what? You are? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 